Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on fnfiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity. This week on Meatheads, Derek and I discussed our holiday training schedules, our favorite indulgent holiday treats, and our wishes for 2024. All right, welcome to Meatheads. It is so good to be back. I am your host, Mark Lalonde. I'm here, as always, with my good friend, colleague in the fitness industry, weightlifter extraordinaire, and CEO of Gunawage Total Fitness, Derek DeLille. Derek, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's nice to be back. Ah, the pleasure is all mine. It's, uh, it's, we're wrapping up 2023. It's been quite an eventful year in the fitness industry, as it has been in most industries. And, you know, we thought, what better way to look back on 2023 than to, you know, think about how we like to stay in shape over the holidays and how we have historically done that, how we'll continue to do that in our lives and the importance of, uh, of staying active. Even when, you know, you're putting, you're putting maybe some alcohol, you're putting some sugar, you're putting some breads into your body that maybe you wouldn't normally eat. Um, Derek, it is a challenge. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it, it sometimes is, especially when you have uh, family functions and you go visit certain families and friends throughout the, the course of the week and they're always, you know, have a drink here, have some desserts, have some big meals. So if you're on a nutrition plan or a, a training program, it seems like it, it halts right there. And then it's so, so hard to kind of maintain what you're eating. It's hard to uh, kind of get back into the groove. And it's, a, it's, like, a, it's like a monkey wrench in your uh, finely oiled machine. Right. I often tell my clients, look, it's not what you eat between Christmas and New Year's. It's what you eat between New Year's and Christmas that counts. Try and stay on your good plan 51 weeks of the year. And that one week of the year won't be so catastrophic and it won't be so bad. And it won't set you back so far that you can't come back. That being said, there's also the week before Christmas and the leftovers after January and everything else that goes around those things. And so what it becomes is it doesn't become one week of indulgence, it becomes several weeks of indulgences. So obviously the, you have to find a way as a person to mitigate those indulgences. You know, like we, we can't just walk around shoving 1,200 extra calories in our mouth every day uh, full of empty calories because one, I know that if I do that, I'm going to get heartburn, like pure and simple. Like if I want to eat something that's tasty, Derek, I have to eat a salad with it. Otherwise, I'm getting heartburn. I don't like it. Getting old sucks. See, what I try to do when I'm kind of indulging, I try to, uh, like, this is my me head coming out. I, I try to think of macros. So if I'm going to have that <clears throat> apple pie or pumpkin pie, whatever pie that they're making, I'm going to make sure I have some turkey with it. So I just got my turkeys and carbs. Maybe my body won't notice the big difference when it's all digested right. at that moment. Sure. It's, it's more mental than anything. But if I'm going to have, like, six of uh, grandma's cookies, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have an extra serving of turkey with it. Or maybe if I know I'm going to have pie or something like that, cookies, I'll maybe ease off on the mashed potatoes, ease off on the other stuff and indulge. Whatever my indulgence is, whether it's going to be the, the cookies and the cakes, I'll kind of eat less of the stuffing, less of the mashed potatoes and just indulge in that and the turkey and the ham and all the other good stuff. Well, you know, you're a man after my own heart in that regard. I think we've, we've, we've discussed this mm -hmm. before. Our, our love for the carnivorous arts, as it were, uh, is something we, we share in common and have for some time. Um, I would argue 
that there's, you know, there's, there's nothing better than having some meat with your carbs because it helps you, it, it slows the absorption of those carbs and sugars into your system. So if you're having a little bit of, like, I don't know, it's just for argument's sake, uh, some sort of bread. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have bread and butter. All right, fine, I have bread and butter. Yum, 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 blah, 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 blah. eat it. 45 minutes later, you're like, huh, I'm hungry again. How'd that happen? I shouldn't be hungry. I just ate 45 minutes ago. You add that turkey in with your bread. Suddenly, whole new ball game because those carbohydrates are their absorption is slowed by the presence of the protein in the digestive system. Yeah, and it becomes more like a balanced meal that you're not you're not just eating bread, butter, and say jam or something. I I love bread, butter, and jam, especially English muffins and jam. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, no, no. I, so I'll have a steak with it to balance it out. But you know, it's all about balance. Oh man, now that you now that we're talking, <laughs> I'm like, I want to get, I want to have a steak and garlic bread right now. Oh man, I could like those. Are the, I you know, I cut a piece of steak, cut a piece of garlic bread, put them together on one forkful in my mouth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Derek, my God, I could do that all day and all night. I'm looking for some sort of fun substitute for turkey for Christmas dinner this year. So I'm thinking about a roast beef or a steaks of some kind. So I think that might end up how I, I might end up going. A nice roast beef would be nice and Wouldn't different. It? You know, it's, it's yeah, like every goes for the turkey. Everybody goes for all that stuff. But uh, I know some people that don't like turkey, and they will make something totally different. Like, like I, I had suggested to you before, just a big tomahawk steak. Yes, biggest one you can find. Yes, probably the same price as a big turkey. And there you go. You got a nice juicy steak. And I would argue you have more options in terms of shopping for that tomahawk steak than you do for turkeys. Because turkeys, there's like four brands. You know, there's Flamingo, there's Butterball, there's a couple others. There's frozen ones at the store. They're, they are what they are. They're turkey. It's great. It's fine. Protein. It's delicious. That tomahawk steak, though, oh my God. Like, I just cannot explain to you. I, I, my mouth is watering. <laughs> my, my mouth is watering as we speak. So, yeah, I think I think now that we've spoken about this directly, I think it's I'm going to go with the tomahawk steak with garlic bread. You for know, Christmas I dinner. say that because I haven't had a tomahawk steak in a while. I think I, I usually do it in the bar on the barbecue in the summertime. It's not really during the wintertime. I'll get it. I'll walk by. I'll look at it, and they're still like eighty dollars a slab. I'm like, wait, I'll wait till it goes on sale or yeah, something. They come down to sixty. Yeah, then yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll get it, and I usually get maybe one or two and split it with everybody because sure. we don't need a we don't need twelve ounces of meat. Well, I do, but you know. <laughs> But I do little slices and we have as a, as part of the meal, but we have other stuff with it too. Cause. Cause you have to have other stuff. Mm. Cause you have to have other stuff with it. You have to have a balanced meal. And this brings us right back to our original point, which is to say the idea of having a balanced meal isn't just to have your macros all in one sitting. It's to, they all work together in your digestive system to ensure gut health and to ensure proper absorption of nutrients. Yeah, exactly. And and that goes, like, you brought that up, and I know the holidays are coming and people are going to jump on a new fitness um, a new fitness trend. And the one that seems to be going around right now is a carnivore diet, you know, where people just eat as much meat as they want, and it's not balanced. I can't say it's healthy. I spoke to some nutritionists to see what their candid view on it, and they're like, no, it's not healthy, you know? And if the guy looks like Ever King, come on, he eats all the meat, all the nastiness, and he looks like that. But people, he's going to send, I think he's sending like well, false hope to a lot of people that are going to be eating meats and eyeballs. And let's be very clear specifically about the liver king. The liver, yeah. It really helped that the liver king was pumping himself full of steroids right, as well. Right. In addition to eating all that disgusting meat that he was eating. But, you know, influencers notwithstanding, I think it's important for people to know that like balance is, is everything. Even in when we consider a bodybuilder's diet, it's mostly greens. Mm-hmm. 
like you have to have those greens for digestion of the protein because you're taking in so much protein that if you don't have a ton of fiber running through you at all times, no way, man, you're not going to digest that. You're going to feel like crap. No. And that's, that's, that's what people want to do. Don't jump on these, these trends. Do what's been working for like the last hundreds of years. Eat balanced diet, calorie deficit, you know, don't overthink it. And it's, it's all good. It's actually funny. That brings me to a, a, what a brilliant segue. You're actually incredible (laughs) at this. This brings me to my next point that I wanted to bring up today. And I want to talk about our job as being trainers and, and trends and things like that. And demystifying fitness. Schwarzenegger, the godfather of bodybuilding Mm -hmm. said the fitness profession wants to make things complicated so that we, we get paid to uncomplicate it for them. It's, a lot better to just do something every day than it is to pay some joker to mm-hmm. show you how to do jumping jacks. Yep. Yep. Just do something, stick with it, maintain it. Trust the process is what I've been telling a lot of my clients when I give them programs. Just trust the process. It, it, it's not trendy, but it's been working for hundreds of years in this fitness industry. Yeah. Embrace, I, embrace the process because the results will take care of themselves. They're like, well, what about this? I'm like, just, did you do this? They're like, no. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen without this. Mm-hmm. So if you're not doing this, that won't happen. So there's a, there's a little thing I said to uh, somebody one time. It was actually a meme I posted and some people got offended by it. Actually, a nutritionist called me and she was offended by it many years ago. And it was a woman sitting down who was overweight. She was sad. She was crying. And it said something, I've tried everything to lose weight except diet. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it made me think people want to try potions and pills and fads, but they don't really look at their nutrition all that much. Or if they do, it's like looking at, again, eat all the meat you can, eat all the cabbage soup you can. Just be, make it simple. Exercise, eat healthy. Move more than you take in. This is a recipe for weight loss that has endured a millennia. And will continue to endure. It's super simple. Move more than the food energy in terms of calories that you take in. You know, sometimes I think people don't like simple. They think something needs to be a calculated, this big formulation to get to where they want to go. You know, like if I want to drive from here to my gym, I could take the biggest route, go all over the place, you know, just go the simplest route there. Simple. simple. Don't, don't, don't confuse yourself by taking all these detours to mm. be fancy to get there. Yeah, just move iron. Yep. Just, just move iron, move your body, take in plants with your meats and everything's going to be okay. Starches. I'm with you. I 100, I'm not a potato guy. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. I don't like mashed potatoes. It feels like unnecessary, full up flavorless Filler, yeah. crap to me. Give me, you know, like what I'm not, now that we've formulated this idea <laughs> in the last five minutes, I've been sitting here podcasting with you and I'm like formulating what I'm going to do for Christmas dinner. Yeah. So I'm going to do like this recipe I have for, for uh, steak fritz. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do the, the fried potatoes. Okay. So what you do is you microwave them like super high on blast with a, uh, a plastic cover over top of the bowl for like 13 minutes. So they're almost cooked by the time. Then this whole time you're heating the oil. So you got hot oil. These potatoes hit the oil. Psst, they, they fry up in the oil for like, I want to say 25 minutes or so. You're stirring, you're stirring. You drop in a cup and a half of onions five minutes before you're ready to take everything out of the concoction, stir, stir, stir. Derek, drop some sea salt on top. Mm-hmm. Derek, my God, it's to die for. These sounds good. Now these, these potatoes, they're sliced, chopped. They're, 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 they're chunked. Okay. It's like hash brown chunks. Okay. So they're, they're almost diced, but they're, I want to say like, you know, uh, 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 you know, like these, the, the length of my finger mm-hmm. in length and, you know, width, the width of my finger, basically. So okay. like two thirds of my finger in that. And it's, it's not huge, but 
they're crispy on the outside, they're cooked on the inside, mm -hmm. salty with the steak fritz. Like I'm going to have a salad with it because yeah. I, I can't eat that stuff without a salad because my tummy will be like, no, that is an unmerry Christmas. Good, sir. <laughs> um, so that's just me how that's going to go. So like now I've formulated it. And I'm like, that is a that's really awesome. fairly simple, yeah. fairly indulgent holiday meal. So that's what I'm going to go with. And that goes good with roast beef. Yes. Mm. And, and I, 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 and I love gravy, Derek. I love, I think it might be my favorite food. That and chicken, actually. Speaking of which, we got to do our um, our top holiday treats. Okay. Okay. Coming up in a little bit. That segment will come up. And one of my favorite holiday treats I had for supper the other night. And uh, we're going to get into that in a few seconds. So um, we're going to move right along into our favorite holiday indulgences. Now, it, let me let me back this up a little bit. In the structure of this, this broadcast, what we're going to do is we're going to... Um, we're going to discuss our favorite holiday treats, then we're going to discuss how we break down our holiday training so we can best digest those holiday treats. So if you're looking forward to something for January 2024 and you feel like you have overdone it, this might be the podcast for you. So Derek, I'm going to let you start. Do you have a favorite holiday indulgence? You know, I've, I've been to many families and there's one, one of my, one of my good friends mother, she made this dish and, um, She's from Newfoundland and she calls it some kind of Newfoundland bread. I don't know exactly what it is. It's like bread. I think there's even some sweet potatoes and, and, uh, syrup. It just like a nice, sweet, mushy mixture that none of her kids liked it, but I just kept on eating it. So I was like her favorite friend to come over, you know, and I wish I would know the name of it. Let's head. just go with Newfoundland bread, yeah, Newfoundland for, bread. For, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I think Newfoundland so bread works well. I love, a, um, a dish that I've never heard of before. I'm, I'm utterly fascinated by some of these indulgent dishes I've never heard of. So now I'm immediately curious about Newfoundland bread. Mm -hmm. So I, I would ask that you if, you, if you see that particular friend this holiday season, mm -hmm. please do ask for the recipe. My, one of my favorites I had the other night, and this doesn't sound like a traditional uh, holiday treat, but it was, it was fried chicken and waffles. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, my significant other made, made fried chicken and homemade waffles mm -hmm. and spicy syrup and it was about the best darn meal i've ever eaten in my life now i've had chicken and waffles before but this was the best chicken and waffles i have ever eaten so i'm gonna go ahead and say that's my number one holiday indulgence even though it doesn't really sound like a traditional holiday indulgence i'm gonna get into a few more in a second but derek you must have a couple more yeah i have another one that i don't get to eat too often because it takes forever to make. It's usually the grandparents that make it. It's uh, uh, chicken and dumplings, which is a favorite <sighs> here in town. And I don't eat it too often, but mm. when it's there, I'm like, yeah, I'll have, that's when I save the mashed potatoes, put it aside, have the turkey. And yeah, just keep, give me the bowls of that, of that chicken yeah. dumpling. It's so good. And it, when it's. Is the dumpling like cooked in the chicken yeah, stew? Yeah, it's all yeah. mixed up in that white. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I'm, yeah. I'm getting super hungry. Yeah, that is good stuff. And of course, when you eat it, it's heavier than heck because the dough balls. That's right, what of it course. Is. Yeah, it's just a dough ball. So you're, you're, you're done eating it. Like, oh my God, that's uh, a lot. And that's when you start regretting decisions. But it's once a year, maybe twice on certain holidays. But yeah, that's good. Right. And that's, that's where you regret certain decisions. And that's when I don't regret the decisions to maybe do the extra bench press set. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, you know, do uh, five more minutes on the elliptical. <laughs> yeah, do so. that walk. Yeah, or do you don't do that walk? I, that's something where I, I think we, that is underrated, and we're going to get into that in a few minutes. Um, okay. We are digressing all over the place, but such as it is, it's a Christmas holiday, New Year 
January podcast, and that's the way it goes, I think. So one of my favorites is a Christmas cookie that I make every year. It's a chocolate chip cookie, but I add two secret ingredients, one of which is I add to my cookie mix crumbled up Oreo cookies so that now inside the cookie is another cookie. Oh, and, and this is, this is quite, this is quite something. <laughs> and, and I have another secret ingredient that I'm not actually at liberty to share on the podcast. I'll share with you privately, <laughs> but I, I can't, um, I promised, promised the, the person who taught me the recipe that I would never share it on any media. So I, I can't do that, but I will share that with you after the podcast. And, uh, I would challenge any one of our listeners to maybe think about what that secret ingredient might be to make <laughs> just the very best Christmas cookie that there is. So Derek, you're up. Well, this is kind of a, a memory from my, my, my late grandmother. She used to make these, uh, I never understood why it was called mince meat tarts, but it's actually like um, uh, raisins and a sauce or something like that. And it's like little tarts and she had like a little cap on top of it. And I used to eat that so much as a kid when I go visit her, I'd just like eat it and eat it. It was so good. And I haven't really seen it around lately, or I think it's an old-fashioned thing. My grandmother used to make it yeah. too, dude. I love those mincemeat butter tarts. Yes, that's what they. Yeah, were. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I, would I, die I, did, for I it. didn't know. I didn't think it was meat. <laughs> no, it was no. like currants or raisins or something. Yeah, because yeah. they said mincemeat on the can or the the jar when she's making. I'm like, ooh, it's like a little meat pie, and you're eating. I'm like, hey, this is a this meat is not pie. a meat pie. This no. is this is sweet and delicious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They make they make a version of those in the grocery stores now with mm. like the. The butter tarts, but it's it's not it's the not same the thing. thing that I'm it's looking not for. even close. No, mm. no, no. The tart isn't as crisp. The 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 mince inside isn't nearly as raisiny nope. or as as like like ambiguously gooey. It's a yeah. It's a yeah. yeah. It's that. And when you bite it, yeah, the inside is like yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. See, my grandma's from England, so a lot of the things are from English traditions. There and, you go. Mine too. Yeah, so a lot of the stuff she she make was traditional food, and I'm like like your Yorkshire pudding that she would have with the roast beef on certain holidays. It's like, yes, grandma, can you share the recipe? She's like, no. <laughs> yep. But sometimes those recipes aren't even written down. They're, they're just not. memorized. Yeah. They're just like this, 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 this. And it comes out. Yeah. Like I, I make a Yorkshire pudding recipe that I got out of the joy of cooking. It was not passed down through family <laughs> ties or by any stretch of the imagination. But I do, oh man, Yorkshire pudding. So roast beef, gravy, Yorkshire pudding. Good Lord. I'm going to go into a food coma in a few minutes over here. So. That actually brings me to my very next favorite holiday treat, and that is roast beef and gravy. Every year on New Year's, I make a prime rib roast with gravy, Yorkshire pudding, roasted onions, roasted potatoes, frozen peas. My daughter likes canned peas, even though because she's weird. And so I make those two. So I have two different kinds of peas at this dinner table. Frozen corn, you name it. Like now your roasted potatoes, if your grandmother was English... Yeah. She roasts it in the oven and it always came out crispy. Very crispy. I never knew how she did it. I tried it many times. My ex-wife who loves to cook, tried it. We can never get that recipe. And I don't know if it's lard that they use back in the day or pig fat or pork fat or beef fat or I don't know, tallow maybe. Yeah. I've had, I've had some experience with that. And, and so here's what I've come up with. And it has to do with the tallow. You're a thousand percent right. You have to, what I do is I parboil my potatoes before I put them in with the roasting pan. Okay. So that they're cooked before they go in. That way they can crisp up around, nothing bothers that. So my, my potatoes go in with the roast, then they come back out. I, when the roast comes out, I take the potatoes out, change pans, but you gotta keep them in a, in a metal roasting pan, otherwise they're not gonna yeah. crisp up the way you want. Glass doesn't work as well as metal. It makes it soggy. Makes it soggy, mm -hmm. yeah. So what you want is you want a nice metal roasting pan. So you take your tallow, you toss it a little bit. 
Then you take a little, you take a couple, like if you have some bacon fat left over in the house for anything that you've kept, sometimes I do that from the morning and I keep the bacon fat. I mix that with my, with my potatoes, yeah. but some sort of oil and then blast the oven. So you have to grease the potatoes up, blast the oven to 450, put them back in, roast is out and it's resting, you're tenting it. And then you take your potatoes out 20, 25, 30 minutes later, crisp as you like. Mm -hmm. But they take, it requires patience and a metal roasting pan. And time and if it's my macros. We should have a uh, cooking with Mark and Derek show. Oh my God, we should do a cooking <laughs> show. Holy God, yeah. 12 different ways to prepare beef. <laughs> that would be awesome. And, and 15 different ways to prepare chicken. Um, God, I love chicken. I think it's my favorite. Yeah, the chicken and waffles, man. I still can't mm. get over that. I was with a spicy, I have this chipotle spicy oil. So I mixed it in with the maple syrup and made a spicy maple syrup. And mm. Derek, holy You know, crow. I had a craving for chicken and waffles last week and I was in the West Island. There's a restaurant that makes this amazing chicken waffle burger type thing. Yeah. We never went there, but I was craving it so bad. I wanted to Wh go. Which one are you talking about? Uh, it's a hamburger place, Jukebox. Jukebox. Okay. Mm. I have to keep that in mind because I, I live in the West Island too. The best. My yeah. son loves to go there. Yeah. No, I'm going to, uh, I'll make a point of that. Like, oh God, I, I can, I chicken and waffles, man. All day, every day, twice on Sunday. Yes, mm -hmm. please. Yes, please. Now I'm getting <laughs> even hungrier. <laughs> it's lunchtime. It is, it is. And so my last Christmas treat that I love more than anything in the world is I love cupcakes. Cupcakes. I, that is, I, I'm, the cupcake, I could eat 500 cupcakes if you put them in front of me. <laughs> Cake and icing. And the more icing, the better. Like I, uh, modern contemporary cupcakes have stacked the icing up to almost the same size as the cupcake. Mm -hmm. I'm on board with this trend. Yeah, my ex-wife owned a cupcake store in Burlington, Ontario. Yeah. And she's have tons and tons of cupcakes, the, the filled cupcakes, the toffee crisp cupcakes. And trust me, I was bulking pretty good back then. <laughs> I would imagine it was pretty straightforward for you to go ahead and Nothing would have to go to waste. Bit. No, nothing goes in the garbage. If you don't sell it, yeah, bring it home. We'll have it for dessert yeah. every day. Oh my. Yeah, it was, it was God. rough. God. Um, one of my friends in the West Island runs a bakery called Crazy About Cupcakes and her Instagram is Living Healthy Montreal. So I don't know how that juxtaposes, <laughs> but. It fits but in the macros, have a chicken on the side. Yeah, <laughs> chicken with the cupcake. Well, I don't know if icing fits in any of the macros, yeah. but I love icing almost as much as I love gravy. Mm. It's pretty ridiculous. Buttercream icing? Uh, it doesn't, any kind doesn't really matter. Like I, as long as it's sugary and sweet, yes, I'm Got on board. Cream cheese icing. I'll just, no, I don't want anything no. to do with cream oh. cheese. I don't eat cheese. <laughs> I won't touch it. I think cheese is disgusting in every way, Blah. but to each their own. Um, so obviously we've laid out quite a few of the delicious, delicious things that, you know, we, we have enjoyed over the years. Why don't we get into it a little bit more now and discuss how we mitigate those? What's your training week like over, over say, just, just for argument's sakes, from Christmas to New Year's, talk to me about your training week. Well, see, you know, I try to plan ahead and I hope Christmas is on a weekend. I'm not sure what, what the- It's a Monday. It's a Monday. So it's chest day that I might miss. So yeah, unfortunately, I'll probably be missing that day. And I would probably either go the day before in the morning, because I'm a morning person, so I'll, and I, I have my own gym, so I can go in the morning- anytime I want. So I usually will get my workout in either in the morning and then be home in the afternoon. Of course, I'm going to take Christmas off, but the day after life just goes back to normal for me. I'll just go there every day and maintain my, my regimen. I actually don't take Christmas off. 
Oh, you go to? Monster Gym is open 24 7, 365. And I take full advantage of that to head in and get my work done. Every year, we do Christmas with the kids, uh, with uh, my ex, with their mom. Then we usually have a brunch. And after the brunch, and I've filled myself up to the brim of delicious holiday goodies, I run off to the gym where I'm going to put in an hour, 10 times three weight sets. So three, three sets of 10 different exercises uh, is how I would call that. And then I'm going to put in, you know, 45 minutes on the rowing machine because, well, you have to. Mm -hmm. After all that? Yeah. yeah. And then I'm a, at night, I'll walk my dog for an hour. So that's how I will train every year on Christmas. So Monday, obviously, uh, I hate Mondays, so it's leg day. So I'm going to do legs on Christmas, whatever, if that happens to fall on a Monday. Boxing day, I guess that's going to be, well, if that fell on a Monday, that'll be a Tuesday. So if we're talking about a Tuesday, we're talking about chest triceps with a little bit of shoulders. So I'll do 12 sets. Um, two of those will be shoulders, the rest will be chest triceps. Next day, I'll do back biceps. Again, two sets of shoulders, 10 times three back biceps. Then Thursday is legs and abs. Friday is back biceps and abs. Thursday, Saturday, chest, triceps, and abs. Sunday, cross train. That's my training week, and I don't see that changing for any holiday season. No, see, when you're involved in fitness, we will make time to go in because we love it. We love the feeling of it. For people that are at home on vacation from work, it's a holiday for them, so it's even more reason to just not go anywhere, you know? So that's sometimes hard to get them... I'm a person who also doesn't like to go anywhere. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't like to go anywhere. But I really love not going anywhere after I've expended physical energy. It's really easy for me to sit my tush down on a couch and relax mm -hmm. after I have lifted. Does that make sense? It does. Because after, like, I just finished my workout just before I got here. So after the here, I'm going to go home, lie down. Five o'clock, I'll probably have my lunch and start eating my food. But yeah, after I work out, I just want to sit there too. I mean, that's exactly how I handle my things. So what I'm going to do on Christmas Day, or sorry, what I will do Christmas Day historically is, you know, finish that workout and then it's Christmas dinner. So like by the time I'm done my exercise, my body is now drained. My body is tired. My body needs sustenance. Oh, it's time for Christmas dinner. Let's eat everything now. And so it's, it, to me, it works very, very well. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel more indulgent and I like eating. So it makes me hungrier. You know, like I love stuffing. Give me all the <laughs> stuffing. Don't like mashed potatoes, but I do love stuffing. Mm, oh my God. That's good. Yeah. Stuffing's the best. What's your favorite holiday side? You know what? The only time I get it, I, I love cranberry sauce on everything, on meat pie, on turkey. It's, really? it's one of my things. I love cranberry sauce. I'll even make a sandwich the next day with cranberry sauce, mayonnaise, turkey, Hell, there's the meat pie. I'll squish it in my sandwich maker. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love that. That's genius. Mm. Tortier in the sandwich. There you go. <sighs> yeah. But you need the big crusty bread buns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need like Italian, either Italian yeah. bread or some sort of ciabatta. It has to be a hearty bread. Otherwise, it's not going to hold all no, that. No, no. But yeah, that's, uh, I, I got, uh, yeah. And uh, there's a recipe I saw on, uh, wait, was it Ricky Lake? Not Ricky Lake. This, this cook show, but maybe 15, 20 years ago, I used to watch as a kid. And she made this uh, leftover uh, Christmas dinner casserole. She put all her turkey, stuffing, everything that was there on uh, Christmas dinner in a casserole, put cheese on top, put it in the oven, bake it, came out, and it had like this, looked like a lasagna casserole turkey dinner. It was awesome. Amazing. I wish I remember her name. 
<laughs> yeah, she's a little, it's a little tiny girl. With a huge sandwich. So 2024 is coming very quickly, faster than I'd like, because all the years keep coming faster than I would like at this mm -hmm. age. What do you hope to see in the fitness industry in 2024? Maybe a change, you know, like, like, like personally or just in general from people. Whatever, broad question, you make the rules, my friend. I would wish in 2024 there would be less uh, influencers, less cameras in the gym. You know, like I don't go to a public gym, but I see it, I hear about it. And, you know, and sometimes you see them making videos and they even have a tripod in front of their chest machine. Back when I trained at Monster Gym way back in the day, when it was Arnold's gym way before Monster Gym, having, we didn't have cameras back then like that. Like having it in front of you would be so embarrassing. You know, like sometimes I'll take a picture of myself working out in my own private gym. I have a camera there. I'm recording myself just for self-motivation and promotion. And I feel almost embarrassed about doing it. Now, could you imagine 30 people walking by? Look at him doing a chest press. He doesn't even have a chest. You know what I mean? It's just stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I think cameras should be left out the gym. Wow. I can't believe you stole my item. <laughs> it must be I, a, a common thing. I was going to, I was going to hope that, you know, that, commercial gyms would be like no more filming yeah it's problematic in terms of you know what's going on in the background it's problematic in terms of what goes on on social media it's problematic in terms of how it's perceived by most of the gym going public it's a problem and i think that that as we go further along and and the proliferation of cameras into the gym and people recording themselves and inadvertently recording others, I think is yeah, the, the biggest the issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to eventually lead to a, just a total ban. Now, now public gyms, like a monster gym, would you say it's private? Cause people are going to be, well, it's a it public is, it's area. No, it's private. It's a private area and they have so the they right to make the you, rules to, yeah, no filming. Okay. Like you can. Cause you know, some people are, oh, well this is public property. I can record the police. Uh, doing oh yeah. hundred percent. No, you can record the police on public property, but in a private, Facility? Yeah, in a private facility. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're able to make the rules. So. They should do it then. Unless, you know, unless they're doing advertising for the gym itself and you got the trainers spotting whatever, but not Joel. That's never, that's never how it happens. It's always um, somebody, you know, mm -hmm. filming themselves so they can put it on social media and get likes and attention. That's it. We're in an attention economy and that's what brings them attention. And it's sad. It is. And that's unfortunate. So it sounds like we both have the same idea in mind for 2024. Even I don't go there. It's just because I, I, I see it and I, it's cringy worthy. Like it's cringe worthy. It really is cringe worthy. And I find sometimes like when the girls are working out, okay, she's dressed to impress herself, just herself, nobody else. So she's working out and somebody comes by, looks at her right away, like, you know, and they're right on the camera and they, they're making a big thing about it. Yeah. Here's my problem, especially if you are running an Instagram account, you don't get to complain about people looking at you when the entire point of your account is to get people to look at you. So you don't get to have your cake and eat it too. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if that's the right expression there. I'm not sure anyone's eating cake much in the gym, <laughs> but you get, you, you see what I'm getting at. Yeah. Derek, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. As always, Derek DeLille, the CEO of Total Fitness here in Gunawage, your one-stop shop for all your fitness needs, training, and I imagine a little bit of nutrition advice. Of course. So, you know, make the trip. It's worth it. I know you'll feel better right away. Derek, thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for listening to Meatheads. And please, please check out our other podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or Google, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out the front page and the beating table. <laughs>